847 on the Crosstalk on WIZM. The headline caught my attention and brought more questions uh, to our guest this morning. Before we even get to the uh, planet may have uh, have liquid water on board. First of all, uh, Bob Allen, thanks for talking with us, all things planetary. Appreciate that. Uh, I got to start. What is a red dwarf? Uh, a red dwarf exoplanet. First, a red dwarf. You look at the stars. Uh, people that took a college, maybe high school, but a college astronomy course. O B A F G K M. O B a fine girl, kiss me. Uh, are the temperature sequence from hot to cool in star terms, and so uh, N stars are red stars, and uh, they they come in various masses that, in that uh, temperature category. But this is a, a small. Uh, star with a temperature of maybe 5,000 degrees, which is not much for a star, but you wouldn't put, want to put your hand in there. All right. So this uh, planet that that uh, the uh, Hubble Space Telescope observed uh, water vapor, moisture, uh, may have liquid water, may have an ocean, but the planet itself wouldn't su- uh, support human life. Is that correct? Is that what I understand? Uh, we- can't say it wouldn't, but it's leaning to that it could not because it's what's called a super Earth. Uh, the two basic uh, things to measure planet with the diameter, which is about three times the Earth, and the mass, which is several to ten times. So some are calling it a sub Neptune, the smallest uh, of the Jovian planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune. So, so it's uh, not Earth per se, but it's got the characteristics similar to the Earth, and uh, its atmosphere has some uh, spectral characteristics like ours. What, what is it about the size of the planet that would contribute to its uh, unhabitability? Well, uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, the Jovian planets, and we're putting this in between the terrestrial uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars, and the Jovian, is they have very thick atmospheres. It, it would be, uh, you can't go stand on Jupiter because the atmosphere is so thick, you'd be, the pressure would crush you before you could get down to... Ah. Got what it. would be a solid surface. So, so they're they're different animals to some degree. All right. So this exoplanet they're plan- is planets. The, uh, the, this uh, exoplanet uh, dubbed K two eighteen b. Wow, those are romantic right. names, aren't Exciting. they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, will not supply uh, support uh, human uh, human, f- uh, but may I don't know. D- do any other indicators other than uh, water vapor indicate that there might be some kind of life? On that planet, certainly there's life in our oceans deep enough to, uh, to say, the pressures uh, of this planet might support some kind of life. Yeah, there's speculation that it could be, a, uh, let's say, it could be a planet completely covered by water or like the Earth, partly solid and partly uh, water, or it could be completely solid and just the water in the atmosphere. But the bottom line is that uh, we eventually want to find one that is just to the Earth's diameter and the Earth's mass that would have this same sort of atmosphere, and then you can really start speculating on wanting to to look for uh, signals of life. Sure. Uh, And interestingly, uh, NASA's uh, research released recently of the Hubble Space Telescope, uh, which obviously sent back enough information to keep researchers busy for decades, because if I understand correctly, the Hubble Space Telescope isn't uh, taking pictures anymore. Is that correct? 
No, but look, its lifetime is, I'd say, almost double what originally was expected. So right. he squeezed a lot of, uh, it's like the ketchup, you know. Don't throw that in the trash. You can put some water on the edges and squeeze some little <laughs> more ketchup out of it. All right. Well, the, the story that we talked about also mentions uh, follow-up studies with uh, next-generation space telescopes. Is there right, something the in the yeah. works or getting ready to be launched that would be the uh, next generation of the Hubble? Well, it's, it, it is a large space telescope. They, they first call it the, the large space telescope and then the next generation, but the web is the, the specific name. But that has been delayed, uh, should have, would have been already up for a few years, so in another couple of years, they're hoping it will. But it's uh, similar to Hubble, but it's main uh, region up the visual. It's other parts, but it does do some visual stuff. But that's going to a point called L2, one of the Lagrangian points, so it's going to be out beyond, way, way beyond there's atmosphere between the Earth and the Moon. But again, that's uh, like a year or two away for a launch, much less getting it uh, functioning and rolling along. But yeah, the, the next generation space telescope. All right, so that uh, telescope, uh, and what is it? So it would be launched in the next year or two uh, for, uh, well, not in orbit. If it's, if it's in between Earth and Moon, uh, yeah. do you consider that an Earth orbit? Well, first of all, you have to put it in Earth orbit and then send it to, you know, beyond. To its space. Well, spot. Right. Yeah, any spacecraft that's going beyond the Earth has to go to Earth orbit and then beyond. But this one, uh, unlike the Hubble, unfortunately, but that you hope that you don't have the major problems, any major problems would be this is not going to be accessible for repair like the Hubble was. I know Mark Lee, you know, from uh, sure, sure. did two Hubble repair spacewalks. So, so it's got to be done right, and it's uh, at a stable point to pull between the Earth and the Moon is equalized, so it's a stable point. You, you, so, I don't know, can they do the kind of tests necessary while it's in space or in Earth orbit, double-check that uh, all the lenses are correct and measurements yep. are correct and it's working beautifully, and then send it off into its unreachable position in space? Right, and then even the Hubble, uh, you know, they failed to do what a, a quote-unquote amateur astronomer to do for testing the testing the mirror that has sure. the glasses on it, but I think they've learned from that one, but that also could carry over to being extremely careful about other things, knowing that you can't go and, uh, and repair this one directly. All right, and what will it be able to, I suppose, because it's further away from Earth atmosphere, uh, but will it be set up to look at different things than, than the Hubble was? Well, look at with more detail, and we're talking about here both visually and spectroscopy and other areas, other instruments that will have more higher resolution and therefore more detailed uh, results. All right, last but not least, if this uh, Hubble information uh, gave us news of K218b that was more... Uh, Earth-like than it is, and has water vapor, might support uh, life similar to as we know it, might also support humans as we know them. How long would it take to get there? Well, it's uh, the exact number of the light years away, but it's only only so many light years away, So, that's, but that's kind of scary at the same time. But bottom line is that we're, we're not going to send the humans there first. It's going to be probes. Oh, sure, sure. The current, current speeds would take a long, long time, but uh, just 33 light years, I think. It's, oh, just 33 light years. Well, you know, 
It yeah. depends on what speed you're traveling to get there. So. Right. And at current spaceship speed, it would be a person who was born on the spaceship who would grow up and then give birth to a second person who would be the one landing on K-218B. Uh, no, it does. It goes way beyond that. Oh, oh, even further? Oh, so my great-great-grandchildren who will be born on the spaceship unless they figure out how to actually get spaceships to travel at warp speed or whatever is faster than warp speed. We're not going to get there anytime soon. 